Welcome to Season 2 of the Coaches Area Podcast, hosted by me, Ross Flintoft, and welcome my co-host, the top coach, Sean Park. The pod is in association with Tattle Thinker, where the listeners will be able to have full access, all areas to us, talking 30 minutes, coach-sized topics each month. This is the second one uh, to kick off, is using school design technology lessons for session design. Hiya, Sean, you okay? Yeah, mate, I'm good. Good today. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, we'll kick off and we're looking at Liverpool's transition, uh, obviously the five W's and uh, the how. Um, so looking at Liverpool's transition, Sean, so in a, in, in a nutshell before we're getting into the like, nitty-gritty details of stuff, what? how can you sum up Liverpool's uh, transition from when they've lost the ball, when they've just won it, and then when they're in kind of that possession stage? If we're looking at, so for me, if we're looking at Liverpool in particular, I think they almost go against what a lot of coaches maybe are, are taught or what they teach from a defensive principle point of view, when we're all thinking of showing wide. I think when Liverpool lose the ball or when if they're from a, a goal kick or from anything like that, especially high up, we're talking about high transitions. They want to transition from 40 to 50 metres from goal. They tend to show in. They show inside the pitch. It looks a lot like that. It's very aggressive from the fullback, uh, from the, sorry, the wingers. But they're set up in a way that they want you to go into the middle of the park. That's where they're going to try and get the ball. Um, so for me, it's, it's very high intensity, very high tempo, short burst where they'll just go at you and be aggressive and aggressive on the ball they'll look to force that back or side try and steal from there and then it's in those moments when they do get possession of the ball can they make the right decision can they pick the right pass can they have the perfect touch because it's it is in the turnover it is really difficult to get it perfect every time so but they seem to be one of the better teams at, at nailing it at making the right run at finding the right pass at the right moment so for me that's so I would look at Liverpool's. Why do you think, uh, just looked at the five W's, why do you think the transition in in that kind of phase or that kind of stage, um, just, a, just a little point that I can, I, I can make is um, a couple of things really, to gain an advantage, to be more, to be further up the pitch, all right, away from the, the, their own goal, and ultimately, you know, to score, really. That's why they kind of do it in that way. That's why they kind of do it in that fast, that fast break attack, that fast kind of one-two touch passing, that kind of, that seconds in the, almost in the opposition's um, penalty area within one-two, yeah. under maybe under five passes and then they're in, or under five passes or six passes, there's like a, uh, a shot off straight away. So yeah, so that's yeah. that's kind of my that's my thoughts on 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 the why Liverpool transition that way. I think just to touch on that as well with the why. Um, I know we all we love to watch a goal that's got twenty passes in the build up and you get the wee pass counter in the top corner when you're watching the highlights. But the reality is, four to six passes is your average pass number for a goal at top level football. Yeah. So just like what you're saying there, that is that is why it's such an effective tactic because you do win it back. You look at your number is four to six passes before getting your shot off, and that is what the numbers tell us is your sweet spot for 
for passes and a build up to a goal. So it's, it's definitely why they do it. Just coming on the passes, so um, predominantly going into the how now. So how how do they do it? Is from what I've watched from on TV, it's a lot of kind of passes that are quite short in the first instance of the re- of, of the ball recovery. Then it's quite long into space for either Salah or Diaz or Nunez or or, or Jota or whoever's playing up front. Uh, the movement combinations, combinations via passes, um, and then that sort of either you can tell that they've trained on it because it's like the the pass movement patterns from once there's the ball recovery, there's passes short short along, movement combinations. So that's the support, either in behind or support wide, or support in the middle. Um, again, that fast type of combination passes that kind of draws the opposition in to play out and then um, obviously what they've done on the training pitch is that kind of pass movement patterns when they get in the box Yeah, I think you can see a lot of that in terms of the how after they've won the ball, if I'm focusing on how and the, when they've already turned the ball over not maybe not so much just now because Darwin Nunez is a completely different sort of striker but Firmino was very much, a midfielder would get it and he would just come closer to the ball slightly. Yeah. Not he wouldn't get five yards away, but it would be he would go enough in that would make the centre half think, "Am I going back here for a counter, or am I coming in?" And it would just create a different little bit of space, or it would create a tiny bit of confusion. You would get that one to go short, and then put something in behind because he was such an effective player to link off, and then you had that pace in the wide areas. So it was definitely sort of you can see it was coached, it was worked on with them that wherever the turnover is, you had that. Somebody would drop into that ten space, that area where you're you're asking the centre half a question, and possibly creating another gap that's that's not quite there yet. Yeah, definitely, and that kind of moves on to you know who is involved in um, the transition. The kind of they've just they've just regained the ball. Um, just can be. From what I've just written down and what what my thoughts on on it are, from the goalkeeper, if it's from a corner, and then, mm-hmm. then that's 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 thrown out to either uh, Robinson or Trent Alexander Arnold on the on the right hand side, obviously, they're the they're the defender, centre midfielders. If one drops in, so it might be McAllister, might be a. Um, I've lost. I've lost who plays in midfield. It was jo- It was Jordan Henderson when he used to drop. It is Shibos, McAllister Shibos, now. Um, Shibosley now. Gravenberg. Yeah, Shabozlai, Gravenberg's now centre mids, and obviously wingers. Um, you know Salah, Diaz, Jota maybe playing on, on the wings, um, and then the strikers really Nunez, Jota. So Gakpo, yeah. Gakpo they, yeah, they've got a lot of options. I think when you, if you're looking at an example, one of when from goalkeeper, it, it was West Ham last season. I think it was West Ham, where it went from the goalkeeper to the fullback, and there was that massive then switch right across to Salah, who's got a lovely touch, and he's then going on to finish it. But it's another example of a transition where they're just they're 
so quick to to go. They know where they're going to go. They, their first movements is almost to stretch even further. I think sometimes in the turnover, from a coach's point of view, you you think turn it over and then go straight to goal, make a run quickly towards goal. And it's almost like that's the first thing the defenders want you to do because they want to go compact as quickly as possible. That's what their focus is. Can we be compact? And Liverpool at times, and particularly with their wingers, when the turnover happens, their first movement is to just step away, step out, just stretch them a little bit in that first turnover, get that first pass, and then where can we, where's the space? And they're so good at lifting their head and seeing exactly where somebody is most out of position to where they can go in and hurt them. That's why they're so effective at it um, in those moments. Yeah, definitely. And then when you come on to the, the fast attack, so we're going to go on to what do they do when they've kind of just regained the ball or from the goalkeeper or from the defenders, the midfielders, the attackers, the strikers. So it would be that, that as from what I've watched in recent games in maybe when Firmino was there um, as well, is that fast attack over the halfway line to score. The uh, think, move, pass, run behind. Um, and sometimes when they've when they don't have the ball, it's that chase the opposition down. Um, not so much press. I know it's it's probably from coaching courses and and, and watching on the TV with the punditry and stuff like that. They tend to use that, um, that buzzword of press, which which yeah, it it probably will be looking at, um, outside in, but it's actually, um. To chase the opposition down, and f- and then from that, the byproducts are the fast attacks, the think, move, pass, run behind, and ultimately to try to score. Yeah, they they definitely do. They've got wingers and fullbacks that chase a lot. They make a lot of actions towards the ball, but they don't necessarily. They're not necessarily the ones that that make the the actual tackle or make the final impact on play that gets the turnover. I think Salah and Diaz, if we're looking at Liverpool right now in particular, they make a lot of actions towards the player and they make a lot of attempted tackles. And in doing so, they're not actually winning the ball. But what they're doing is they're they're forcing the fullback that they're pressing to underhit one into the middle of the park. Yeah. And that's when the turnovers happen. So like McAllister's the leading turnover player this season, or he was when I last checked. So it shows that, and it, again, it's it's not just from tackles, it's from interceptions as well, all added up. It just shows that that's that's where they try and go. They try and chase, like you said, they've got really good chasers, people that will make an attempted tackle, they'll make contact without fouling. And what they'll do is they'll make sure that that pass that you're about to play is going to be under hit. It's not going to be perfect, and that's when... That's the trigger. Can we go and steal? Talk about triggers a lot. Under hit passes seem to be where Liverpool get their most success. Yeah. Um. Just looking at things because I know off um off the pod, I was lucky enough to be invited on a coach's voice Twitter space with Pep Linders. So they are a chase mach- a machine as he, as he described it, and eight percent teams press the ball. Um. Liverpool don't and he said we don't we chase 
we don't press, we chase. One plan is to be the best in, in the world at at like the ball recovery. Um again, just like what you alluded to there, like press to steal, so like kind of press to kind of intercept to steal, to attack the game and, and create. Um when I think when they played Barcelona, they divided um was two blocks, so they divided it in two. So the first, the first front three, and then, uh, the back seven. So it was obviously the first three going press. So the front three perform more than one marking job. So mm. it was like a job and a half with the two centre backs, Divagarigi, um, kind of organise the two centre backs for Barcelona when they play Barcelona, and then. Um, the the other, whichever ball side it was on, the full back and the winger, and then um, it was kind of looking after Busquets as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, but again, at that point in time when John Henson was was playing, um, he said that he was key on that night because he chased at the right moment, right spaces everywhere. It was a catalyst of, of, of their chasing game. But like you said beforehand, obviously small victories, compactness from what you were saying, the rather press from outside and then let the let the player come in. Uh front 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 foot defending, sorry, counter press and defend to create the chase. Um and just trying to create doubt in the opposition minds, but what he said about the divided into two blocks from Divock Origi kind of um, kind of worked the two centre backs and then the full back and the and then the winger came in, um, then tried to try to kind of cancel out Busquets because if he didn't cancel out Busquets because that he was the type of player that made Barcelona tick back when they played. Um, Liverpool, so they've done really well. So it was kind of those three, the back seven, and try to neutralise Busquets. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, like you were saying about them. They wanted to go into the middle of the park because that's normally where teams will want to go. So try and encourage them to play to that strength. And then if you can create doubt, like you're saying, you create doubt within their minds, the success in a press or a chase, if that's how Liverpool want to describe it, the success isn't necessarily getting the goal at the end of it all the time or getting a shot at goal because that's going to be few and far between. I think yeah. looked at it and for Liverpool, one in six turnovers lead to a shot. So you could argue, is that a high enough success rate to keep doing it? But the success rate is, if it's happening 12 times on average in a game, it's putting doubt in that team's mind. They don't want it to keep happening. Like they don't, they, they'll see it as we've been caught here ten times now in this game doing this. Yeah. They can try and do something that they're not used to. You're taking what their comfort is in a game and taking it away from them by being so good at just stealing forces them to do other things. And then you maybe you get your success because they try to play a ball down the line that they don't normally do. You've stole it and you've gone in a completely different way, but you've just taken them out their comfort zone with your high intensity. So. It makes a lot of sense to to try and set it up this way. Yeah, definitely, and 
Just looking, just going back now to the the five W's, and we're going to go on to the uh, when aspect. So, just thought my thoughts that I've jotted down um was when, um when I have the ball in possession from either a corner kick, free kick, um or a throw in in in. In the op, and this is about the opposition now. The when is that about the opposition? So when the opposition have the ball in possession from either a, a corner free kick, um, a throw in maybe. So that kind of set pieces of what they kind of class as what we've just been talking about as the chase, as the stealing, as um, you know, just trying to win the ball back within one or two three passes. So. They can quickly switch it out and, and play it down the opposite side. Mm. Like that, uh, if you're looking at the like you just said, they're the win. A lot of the win for Liverpool watching Liverpool in the pomp, if you like, it was from goal kicks. It was from areas where other teams had a set possession of the ball. From like a, a goal kick is essentially a set piece, if you like, where it's a free bit of play where they can do their own part and they can work something unopposed to start and that was where they would always try and set their traps especially in chasing and pressing it's all about setting a trap and trying to force them to go where you want them to go and then go and spring it from there and, and win the ball Thought that's, I think that's where Liverpool were brilliant from at it talk about counter, you mentioned before counter pressing but that's more just about your, your balance in possession if you're always balanced in possession you can counter press more effectively if you're imbalanced in possession you can't counter press because you're going to get picked off yeah. I think Liverpool you hear the top, the top teams talk about we're set up in possession to lose the ball teams are already thinking about being set up defensively structured while in possession especially in that sort of middle third where you might have a turnover or it's closer to your goal. If you lose the ball, you're going to be the one counter. So I think Liverpool are brilliant at that as well. They would always be in a position where if we do lose the ball trying to play something in the middle, I've got 75 yards away from that player that stole it so they can immediately go and put a chase on that player and put them off their whatever they're going to do. I think uh, Jesse Marsh had a, a, a way of describing it, impede the ball carrier. Can you impede the ball carrier? I think Liverpool are set up well to do that when they lose the ball. There's always somebody close enough. They might not be able to win it. You know, after it's not a steal, but can you impede what they're doing? Make them under hit a pass. Make them play a pass that they don't want to play. Make them play a backwards pass. Sort of take their momentum straight out of their attack and then build from there. Liverpool are brilliant at that. Is it because they do, you know, more or less short passing in the central areas and then a little bit longer passes out wide. Is that why do you think they're quite good at counter-pressing through the middle I, of the pitch? Yeah, I think you don't. You look at Liverpool and even if a wide player, similar to sort of City, if you like, when they've got the ball, even if a wide player, a centre midfield player, sorry, drifts wide, tries to create a bit of space, a centre-half steps in, a full-back, somebody steps in, so you've always got like a... Spare a, man. I know we're talking about we're talking about Liverpool, but Man City. I think Pep talks about it. 15, 15 yards between players at all times, and I think Liverpool are very much the same. If there becomes a twenty-five meter or twenty-five yard gap, sorry, between two centre midfielders, it's usually because Canati stepped in, Van Dijk stepped in, Trent stepped in, somebody stepped in 
to recover the 15-yard space. So if they do lose the ball, they're within distance to close it down. So I think spacing and possession becomes really key for that counter-pressing, if that's what you're going to try and work on. Yeah, definitely. Um, that brings me on to um, the wear on the pitch that have kind of that they kind of recover the ball from the kind of counter press. So obviously, where's like we've been talking about through the middle yeah. of the pitch since um, it reminded me of the players there before. Like Slobosla is really good at it. McAllister is really good at it. Um, out on the wings, Diaz is really good at it. Salah, yeah. which we know, Jota. Um, I could be totally wrong, but as well, I think sometimes there's a little, there's a bit of a, a myth that it's the wide players that win the ball back because yeah. Manny and Salah were so good at pressing and had that intensity. You tend to think, oh, they're the high. It's the wide players that get a lot of the turnovers. But in reality, the numbers again, McAllister's the highest for Liverpool this season and the two highest in the league. Premier League for high turnovers or forcing a high turnover is Fernandez and Gallagher. It is, it's the central players. It's the idea of yeah. pushing them into a, a compact, congested area and it's that's where it happens on the pitch. Your turnovers are usually in the middle area. It's your wide players that force it. They funnel it into that, if you like. They create the funnel, push it into there where they can go and get it. But you can be forgiven for thinking that the wide players steal and they're always the ones stealing. They do steal, yeah. but it just happens more in the middle. Where do you think Liverpool transition is most effective? Is it from the middle third going into the, the, into the attacking half, where they kind of get the most joy of kind of counter-pressing, kind of chasing, kind of stealing the ball? Or is it when the opposition's over... You know the halfway line into the in the Liverpool defensive half when they kind of get the most the most kind of counter press and joy the counter. Um. I think it's flipped. I think in the two years gone by, I think in the space of when we're talking about Firmino, I think high they pressed higher. They had more high turnovers from forty meters to the goal. I think now change of player, change of personnel in the middle of the park as well. I think they are better from slightly deeper. They still they still have high turnovers. They still have a lot, but the numbers are dropping in terms of the high turnovers. I think they're getting more in the middle because it suits... Nunez isn't a link player, so he's not going to play through the middle and link. Gakpo might be able to do it a little bit better, but Nunez needs 50 yards of space behind him just so that he can get his first touch sorted and then do what he's going to do from there. Yeah. So, And you've got Trent. Yeah, if you do win the ball and, it, and, it, and it, you, you work it into an area, like I said, top teams are so good at knowing, set the trap near Trent. So when we win the ball, it's one pass to him and he's going he's to find 70% accuracy from that sort of distance in behind. So I think Liverpool have become better at it from deeper, but they still, they still do it high. But I agree some of you what you said. They're definitely better deeper now. Brilliant. Um... That is our 30 minutes um, coach size up. If anybody has any questions of the Liverpool transition or they have any other ideas, um, 
get in touch with with myself on the Coaches Area Podcast at gmail.com or X or Twitter or whatever we call X and Twitter these days at myself at Tattle Thinker or Sean is at Sean W Park and we will be happy to offer any support, help, guidance on Liverpool's transition, the five W's and the how. Thanks yeah. very much, Sean. Loved it. No worries. Yeah, I'll just say, because I know we've got a couple of minutes as well, just as well, if you are going to get in touch or if you need, if you want any help or anything shared on the back of this as to how to take the topics here in Liverpool's transitions and as a coach or as a grassroots coach or as a youth coach, which is what a lot of our, our target audience is, how to turn what you see in a game into what you can deliver on the pitch. We all love watching football and you might want you might want our under-13s to play like City and Liverpool all the time. It's not going to happen. But there's nothing wrong with watching how teams play and saying, how can I translate that into there? So if there's anything on here that you have heard that, you know, pressing drills where you are trying to funnel into the middle, you don't ha- your players don't have to be like Liverpool, but just an understanding of areas on the pitch, how to use your training spaces that you've got, what pitch sizes to use, key players and sessions to use. So if there is anyone that needs that you know could do a bit of help, maybe how to turn what you see on the telly, turn what you see at a match day, going to a game into something you can relate to. You're seven a side game, you're nine a side game, you're eleven a side game. Always happy to help and maybe look to share something on the back of this as well, a couple of session designs around transition. So keep a lookout for them. Yeah, definitely. Or if you have a real interest of trying to kind of translating the pro game, transferring the pro game over to your grassroots side or academy sides or college sides it might be, then we're more than welcome to discuss it as a bonus feature of the Liverpool transition uh, as a a part two. So, yeah, just if anyone needs any help, we'll definitely be more than willing, more than happy to help anybody out at the coaches area podcast uh, at gmail.com and or uh, my Twitter handle is at Tattle Thinker and Sean's Twitter handle is sh- at Sean W Park. Thanks everybody. Hope you've enjoyed um, the 30 minutes coach size part as much as we have. Uh, it's only been two. There's lots and lots more to come with this um, and lots more future pods as well so thanks very much for listening hope it's been a value as it's just been a conversation of the conversations that i have was was shown is is a value to me because it it always gets me thinking hopefully it gets you listening wherever you're listening it in the car walking to work on the bus maybe um on the train maybe so yeah Anything else, just get in touch and we'll be happy to help. Thanks again. Thanks to the top coach, Sean. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Love being on.